This is a show from a couple of geeks, nay, a man and a beast. And it's not just a bunch of ramblings. It's a show to tell you who to draft and play for your rise to fantasy football power. We dive into drafts and analytics to help with your fantasy. We choose your four favorite players and debate their ADP. Yeah! We've held the trophy, been champions, even pay bills with winnings. We've drafted on Sleeper and ESPN to win our leagues again. Rock! Oh boy, it has been a while since I've heard that intro. Far too long, and it's been far too long for you too. I know this. And right now, I have ventured back out into the forests of the Pacific Northwest because our good friend, the Fantasy Sasquatch, has been hibernating for far too long. I'm going to see if I can pull him out of his slumber and bring him back to the world of fantasy football and give you guys all the best takes, all the best analysis. Definitely some hot takes. So I am ventured out into the forest. Alex is back at the fantasy chairman base camp here, and I've got him on the horn. Alex, Alex, are you there? I I read you, Ben. I read you. Oh, it's good to good to hear from you. It's been dark and swampy out here. <laughs> swampy. It's been dark. We don't have these swamps up here. It's been dark and swampy. The thunderstorms. Okay. The thunderstorms made it swampy. Oh. Swampy and scary. Okay. Dark, swampy, and scary in the Pacific Northwest forests. You yeah. never would have thought it. I had a uh, an odd have you, encounter with a have raccoon. Have you come in, inside of any squatches yet? I have not seen the squatch, but I'm I'm on the path to his cave. And we're gonna work our way there, but I needed to I needed to sit down and take a break. And it's been too long since we've got back to the people, and it's been far too long since we've had a Sasquatch square off from the fantasy chairman. And now we don't have Squatch here with us because I'm currently trying to find out where he is. But Alex and I decided we're gonna give you guys some quick hits with the Squatch square off. We're gonna debate some players that are relatively close in ADP. And these are all players that we've seen being questioned on either Twitter or we've had family or friends asking us, I don't know who to draft. I get to this round and I'm not sure who to take. So we wanted to uh, get together, get Alex on the horn while I'm out here in the in the wilderness so that we can get these quick hit Sasquatch square offs to you guys before you draft before the NFL season starts. And I know we're down to like two weeks left. So we're gonna That's we're right. gonna get these out. We're gonna pump these out to you and let you know at all these rounds which guy you should draft. Each one of us has selected a player, and we're gonna make a convincing argument for why you should draft the guy that we chose. So, you ready for this, Alex? This is your first uh, square off. I mean, you you guessed you were like the a guest on one of them last year, but. Yeah, I was a guest referee on one. That's what it was. Yeah, you were the referee. I couldn't remember if you were active, actively fighting against the Squatch and myself. <laughs> you were, I was not. You no, were just I the, was not. You were the mediator. Mediator. <clears throat> I was. I was the deciding, the episode de facto for the the argument. Oh, there goes a squirrel. 
Oh, look out. Anyway. Don't you know where his cave is? Where, don't, didn't it's, you pin his cave the last time you were there? It's a long journey. I, last time I was searching for months. It's, a, oh. it's quite the trek into the, into the Pacific Northwest wilderness here. So <laughs> you got to bear with me. I can't believe... I can't believe you haven't found any uh, squatch uh, remnants excrement, or excrements. Um, I've heard they're quite large. I may have stumbled upon some into some. Was it like? This is like that scene from Jurassic Park. <laughs> it was, and squatch is very sick. Oh, <laughs> he got into the red berries. He's huh? very ill. He got into the red berries for sure. Not a good thing. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, oh well, as well Alex, let's get into it. <laughs> let's see. Let's get into it. As Alex and I bring you these quick hit square offs here, I'm going to keep furthering farther into the forest to hopefully bring the squatch out of hibernation to at least give you some of his uh, his squatch hot sauce before the season starts. <laughs> just just make sure you stay in cell service. All right. I'm trying. I'm really trying, but if we get a buggy signal, it's uh, it's because I'm surrounded by trees and mountains, so and swamps. <laughs> it is swampy with these thunderstorms. Oh, but it's okay. It's okay. So to remind everybody, what we do with the Sasquatch square off, this is just a quick little uh, back and forth debate on uh, who needs to be drafted of these guys that are relatively close at ADP. Alex is going to get three minutes to uh, give his take for his guy, and then I will get three minutes for mine. And at the very end, we'll take about three minutes to just kind of have a little back and forth, talk about each player and give some takes as to why you shouldn't draft the other person's guy. We each get one little record scratch while the other person is talking about their player so that we can bring up a point to uh, to maybe make their argument seem not so uh, airtight. So you get one of those, Alex, just one. Uh, only one, okay. Only one. And normally when we had the Sasquatch, we would do, uh, we would do two rounds. These quick hits, we're just going to do one round, get you guys in and out of here because we know drafts are going on. It is hot and heavy draft season right now. With the uh, the NFL season starting in about man, what two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. Crazy. So this first Sasquatch square off in search of Squatch, quick hit. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be talking about a couple of top. The, <laughs> the Fellowship for Squatch. The Fellowship of the Squatch. That's us. <laughs> We're going to be talking about a Yeti, actually, in Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara. So I'm going to be making the case for why you should draft Derrick Henry in your first round, while Alex gives his take for why you should draft Alvin Kamara. Derrick Henry's being drafted. His ADP right now is 3.5, while Alvin Kamara is 4. So this is one of those points you get to. You're like, I, I which one do I take? I don't know who to take. So... We're going to talk about these guys. We're going to make the case for why you should take either Derrick Henry or Alvin Kamara. Alex, do you want to go first with Kamara? Uh, sure, I can go first. All right. Well, you got three minutes, pal. I'm going to hit this start button, and we'll get you rolling. Round one. All right. 
you're on the clock, sir. All right, so I'm going to be giving my case for Alvin Kamara here. His average draft position, like you said, is uh, number four right now. Last year, Alvin Kamara was the running back one. Yes, you heard me right. He was the running back one with a 55 fantasy point performance to win a lot of people's championships. Did you see that, Ben? Was it a seven touchdown? Uh, I think it was, was it, six. Was it six? But I could be six. wrong. No, I think I, it, it might be six. Was it six? I thought it what? ended up being seven. Maybe it was. All I know is it was a lot. And it, <laughs> I was I was on uh, the beneficiary side of what, that performance. So thank you, Mr. Kamara. But uh, a couple of things that's going to help Alvin Kamara out this year that I think he could be the fantasy running back one again is, uh, well, one thing that doesn't really help him is uh, Drew Brees is gone, which – I mean, in his later years, he was known as the check down king pretty much right up there with Philip Rivers. Um, Truth. Also, Emmanuel Sanders is going to be gone as well. He's shipped out. Michael Thomas is currently hurt. And actually, we just saw Adam Troutman get carted off the field here a second ago, which that is not going to be helpful for the Saints offense. So Alvin Kamara could potentially be the last man standing and benefit a huge workload. Now, I know the big debate is between is it going to be Taysom at the quarterback or is it going to be Jameis well let me give you the case for what we looked at when Taysom uh, had his starts so weeks 11 through 14 was when Taysom started uh, Taysom had 14 pass attempts 23 16 37 and then 38 pass attempts so he he kind of was babied in a little bit then he got his pass attempts up uh, Kamara had, well, Kamara had one target, two targets, three, and then 10. And then Kamara's total touches for those weeks in week 11, he had 13, then he had 12, then 17, and then 18. So, and then if you look back at the scores, uh, Kamara's points were 10, 5, 16, and then 18. So, and the Saints went uh, a win against Atlanta, a win against Denver and then a win against Atlanta, and then a loss against Philly. So um, I think Sean Payton kind of knew who he was dealing with and uh, just kind of eased Taysom in there. So, And then they realized, you know, we need to get Kamara back up and going. You can't just run on Taysom the whole time. So, And my counter-argument for, uh, for if Jameis starts, I mean, Jameis likes to sling the rock. He doesn't run the ball nearly as much as Taysom. So I think Kamara – <laughs> What, uh, yeah, I think Kamara can benefit greatly if Winston starts just as much as Taysom with a bunch of dump-offs. So. And that's my argument. Ooh, just in time. You know, I was, I was ready to use a record scratch in there, and uh, you, you covered your basis. You did good. You did good. Because I did. I did. I, I, I had I, to think of both sides of the argument. I was most certainly going to bring up the uh, Taysom Hill <laughs> starts in there yeah that i i definitely know that's one thing that people are, are really worried about with camara this year is if Taysom's gonna start what's it gonna be like and we kind of we saw a little bit of it i mean they played atlanta twice which atlanta really wasn't that big of a a deal last year you could kind of push them around a little bit and they jumped out to early leads and they just sat on them so they just ran it with Taysom, ran it a little bit with camara so um uh, where you, they got in the shootouts with uh, Philly, where it was 24 to 21. That's where 
uh, Taysom kind of opened it up and Kamara had his uh, most points with Taysom. So, so just something to think about. All right. Well, that's a pretty good argument. It's a pretty good argument. I'm, uh, I'm not going to fault you on that there. I am going to argue for why you should take Derek Henry instead of Alvin Kamara here. And here we go. So Derek Henry, let's just say 2,000 yards last year, only seven, I believe seven running backs in the history of the NFL to do that 2,000-yard rusher. And that's my argument right there. Just kidding. In 2019, <laughs> Derrick Henry had 303 carries, 1,540 yards, 16 touchdowns, averaging 102 yards per game. And just when you thought he couldn't get any better, in 2020, he carries the ball 378 times for 2,027 yards, 17 touchdowns, 126 yards per game. Now, he doesn't get hardly any receiving work at all but when you're getting 30 carries and 100 yards and one touchdown per game i don't think you really need to worry so much about the receiving work so uh yeah with derrick henry i'm not really worried about uh that receiving work whatsoever as he finished third and that was in full ppr so third running back overall uh there's a whole lot of people speculating that there's going to be a downturn in the offense for the tennessee titans now with the departure of Johnu Smith and Adam Humphreys and Corey Davis. Uh, but I believe that the contract extension of Anthony Ferkser and the addition of Josh Reynolds and then Julio Jones is actually going to elevate this team. And I think especially with Julio Jones added, that's going to only help to open up rushing lanes for Derrick Henry. When you've got Julio Jones and then A.J. Brown, literally two of the best wide receivers in the NFL right now, on the outside and you're having to worry about that in the past game you can't stack the box near as much anymore and derrick henry faced eight plus defenders in the box 28 percent of the time last year if they're not able to stack that box what do you think he's going to do when he averages 5.4 yards per carry when he has eight plus defenders stacking the box 28 percent of the time he's got proven durability He's only missed one game in both of his 300-plus carry seasons. So a lot of people saying, well, he's going to wear down. He's going to wear down. That's what they said last year, and he got more carries, and he only did better. So until I see those wheels fall off, I'm going to trust that Derrick Henry's just going to get it done. The Titans O-line finished 15th overall in the rankings. Uh, can, I, can I get a record scratch, please? No, you can't. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Oh well, so you made a you made a comment about Julio Jones being brought on to uh, the team there. Who's uh, let's just say he's he's a pretty potent weapon. I think we can both agree on that. Uh, Correct. Any concern about the uh, the offensive coordinator leaving the Titans and then also bringing on Julio? Uh, there's a lot of people thinking that the Titans might uh, go towards a more throw heavy approach now that they brought on Julio. And then try maybe uh, potentially help Derrick Henry. You know, I mean, he's had over 300 touches the last what, like last two, two, two years, years, three years now, two years. Yeah, that's a lot of touches. So there's a lot of people speculating that Titans might go. You know, not a lot of people wanted to go for Julio because he had, you know, he was owed a ton of money, 
And for the Titans to take on that burden with, you know, all the money that they already owe currently to Henry and to Tannehill, um, is there any worry about that? Like uh, maybe Henry could be losing some touches to some throws to possibly Julio? Well, you scratched my record too early, Alex, because I was just about to get into the new OC and the departure of Arthur Smith. So I'm actually kind of glad you stopped me here because you're giving me more time. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that you only had like 40 seconds. I was like, man, is he really not going to say anything about that? Oh, no, I had it. I was getting into it. So the uh, Arthur Smith left. He got uh, the head coaching job there with the Atlanta Falcons. And the tight end coach, Todd Downing, was promoted to be the offensive coordinator for Arthur Smith. Uh, In a few interviews and um, some media reports that have come out out there, uh, Todd Downing himself and uh, Mike Vrabel have said they don't expect the offense to change all that much. And actually, uh, Vrabel likes to promote and hire from within the the, uh, – I don't know, I'm spacing on the word – from within the – the organization. <laughs> organization thank you i've been out in the woods too long from within it's the okay. organization don't eat the red berries <laughs> but vrabel likes to promote hire from within the organization in order to keep continuity he doesn't want things to change too drastically and i think having julio there doesn't necessarily mean they're going to become more pass heavy but i think it means that their pass game is going to become even more efficient and it's only going to help Derrick Henry out. It's only going to help Julio out because it's a pick your poison. Now you've got these three beasts just all over the field that the defense has to choose from. So I think that the Titans actually are going to improve offensively, whereas a lot of people have been speculating a downturn for them. And I don't think that's the case at all. So I, I personally am not worried about that whatsoever i think they're gonna continue to run the offense through derrick henry and even if he's not getting the 378 carries i expect him to be up maybe at from anywhere from 270 to 300 carries which is still a massive workload and i think the uh, the titans are going to be a team to contend with this year i agree <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for the the bell button there. All right. Uh, well, we've got three minutes to, to go back and forth here for a little bit and uh, talk about Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry up in here in the in the first round. Uh, they're also going around the likes of who else do we got up there? We've got Christian McCaffrey, usually the consensus 101. Dalvin Cook, usually the consensus 102. Uh, is there any? Uh, would you be taking either Kamara or Henry over either of those guys? And personally, no. I, I'm not going to be taking with the questions with uh, with the Saints. You know, with their quarterback situation. I mean, I, I have no doubt Kamara is going to get his looks still. Um, but I, I will. I will kind of. Uh, play it safe and I mean I, you know what Christian McCaffrey is going to give you you know what Dalvin Cook is going to give you and there's no change really in uh, offensive coordinators on either of those teams and uh, they know who their quarterbacks are which uh, I think is a pretty important equation on how the offense is ran so um, what about you 
Uh, and I'm not taking either one over Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook either. So the question of Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara, typically when we've seen that either online or coming from, you know, word of mouth or people just asking us who who they should take, it's usually a question of somebody who's at that number three spot or that number four spot. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Devonte Adams, Tyree Kill are all question marks at the number three spot there. If I'm at the number three, I'm probably taking either Henry or Kamara at the three over that. And you brought up, so you well, you said something in there that just made me think. You said play it safe. And I think a good point here is you need to consider how you like to draft if you like to be risky in the draft or if you like to play it safe. And for me personally, I think if you want to have that safe pick, uh, in the first round, I think you got to go Derrick Henry. But if you want more of a upside and more of a risky play, then I think Kamara's the pick. So that's true. I mean, but not to say that Derrick Henry can't give you those. I mean, towards the end of the year when defenses are starting to wear down, I mean, Derrick Henry can go off and get you those ceiling weeks in the time when it matters most. So yep, yep, totally. So. Yeah, personally, I'm I'm probably taking Derrick Henry at three just because that's kind of how I like to draft. But I do recognize the probably the higher upside just because Kamara has the stronger. Well, he definitely has the stronger receiving game. But then we've also seen him literally set rushing touchdown records. So I, if you want to go for that high risk, high reward sort of thing, I think Kamara is a good pick. But oh yeah, well there we go. We are at. Our final three minutes right there. And Alex, we did it. That was our first Sasquatch square off in search of Sass fellowship of the Squatch. Quick, <laughs> quick hit episode. <laughs> in search of Sass fellowship of the Squatch. I love it. Uh-huh. Exactly. So that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Hopefully we helped uh, sway some people's minds on who they want to draft. If they're at that number three or that number four overall pick in the draft, and uh, we'll get back to you with another, with another quick hit Sasquatch square off. Say goodbye to Sounds the people, good. Alex. Oh, goodbye. Now we walk out slowly. Into the sunset. Actually, I'm going to go make a fire, roast some mallows. Yeah, you better. And keep searching for Squatch. Follow us on Twitter at Chairman Fantasy and at Find FF Leagues and at Fantasy Squatch. We'll see you next time. <laughs>